Welcome to another. I'm just kidding. That's you. Welcome to another episode of At the Bar Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Mike. With me today is a schmuck over here across the table. Language is not a problem, John. So feel free to. Oh yeah, say whatever you want. Say whatever you want. And also, right about right about there. That's yeah. where you want to be. Yeah, you want to get okay. close. Makes it easier for the me. schmuck. That'd be the me. schmuck Hollywood. across the table, Hollywood. What's up? This is our number two stop in our SoFlo Summer Brewery tour. Still wearing the Hawaiian. Still wearing the Hawaiian. I'm glad. I'm glad you're still sober. <laughs> As everyone kind of smirks. Sober, <laughs> sober-ish. <laughs> yeah. And next to Jeff, we have Darren the House. What's up, How's Darren? Go, guys. And then next to Jeff, on the other side, we have Red Dave. What's up, guys? Uh, I call him Red Dave because there's a lot of other Daves I know, but that's the only Dave with the red hair. Yeah, we've had, <laughs> we've had four mics, but nobody's had any qualifying thing. Yeah. We've had one Dave, but be, just because he's a ginger, he's Red Dave. He's Red Dave. And then our special guest, John from Lauder Ale. Hey, What's guys. going on, John? How you doing? I'm fantastic. I'm sweating, but I'm good. So, we're here in Lauder Ale here in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> Say that fast, Jeff. Lauderdale and Fort Lauderdale. Very good. You're pretty good. Yeah. Very you guys good. think I'm drunk. I keep telling you I'm not drunk. Okay. I told you that. So we're here in Fort Lauderdale by the airport here at Lauderdale. I'm going I'm to fuck that up one, throughout this. I'll probably go fuck it up once. That's all right. We'll That's just okay. do Miami Brewing. Let's <laughs> we'll do that. So, John. We'll, we'll dub it. <laughs> so, John, you're here. You're a special guest. You've been kind enough to invite us and, and sit with us and listen to our dumbasses for the last hour bother you no it's great to have you guys <laughs> okay, here thank you <laughs> we appreciate it so um tell us a little bit about lauder ale well we opened about two years ago um there was two owners joey farrell and kyle jones and they were friends for quite a few years and they loved craft beer and they wanted to get into the craft beer so they sat down and said why don't we open a brewery mm-hmm. so upon that they started to homebrew they had never homebrewed before and they got some of the basics down and got some pretty good recipes one of the porter the saison the saison's great the ipa yeah. and the smokestack stout so they put this whole plan together they raised some money and they opened a one barrel brewery so the night before they opened, they <laughs> called me in and wanted to sample some of my homebrew that I'd, I'd met them at the uh, Fort Lauderdale area brewers. Right. And so. <laughs> Excuse Jeff being a fat ass over there. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to steal some fries. Hey, let me get some of your chicken. Come on, fly it over. I tried to steal a fry. It was already on his fork, and I couldn't pick it up because I took the whole fork with me. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> sorry so, for the distraction. So, so Back to them calling Continue. you. Yeah. They called oh, no, you. Fine. So they, they called me in. They, they sampled some of the homebrew that I had on hand, and that day they asked me if I wanted to brew with them or for them. So it was just an obvious yes, and... You know, I told him I had a, a full-time job. I was a jet engine mechanic for 20 years. Oh, wow. So I couldn't just walk away with no prospects, you know. Right, um, right. I got bills to pay and stuff. Absolutely. So for about a year, I worked here part-time. And once I started seeing some of the three-barrel system come in, business was growing, 
um, I decided to make the move and do it full time. Take the, you know, jump the ship and go from one to the other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, how many times in your life do you get to to totally change something that you do and and still be? Uh, it's it's scary. Yeah, it's it, it, really, it was. Yeah. It, it wasn't an easy decision. Uh, my mm-hmm. wife's fantastic. Um, she was the one who got me my first homebrew kit. All right, uh, for All right. Valen- yeah. for Valentine's Day. Nice, nice. That's a <laughs> yeah. that's a good. That's a damn winner. Wife. Yeah, that is, like, that's, that's a keeper. Awesome. She is. I'm gonna plug this one in just because it's hilarious. My old roommate got his fiance now wife for Christmas a homebrew kit. She probably hated it. No, she she enjoyed it. She just didn't use it as much as he did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he got but it for other, himself. Which, which, that's, which, like, that's also a really smart play. Which yeah. the family gives him shit every time. They're like, you're going to get her another homebrew kit or something? <laughs> well, 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 that's kind of like when you give your wife lingerie or your girlfriend yeah, lingerie. Exactly. It's pretty it's, much it's, for, it's you. for you. Yeah. It's for yeah. you. Oh, yeah. It's definitely you're for you. You're the wheel right you know? Yeah. Who's the winner in that scenario? Yeah. You know? So you bought... They you you jumped the ship from once they started to expand and and then they made that kind of like initial effort of you know this is kind of like a, the real deal I'm gonna leave what I've been doing for X amount of years to brewing beer professionally yeah and it's so far it's, it's worked out so for the last just over a year I've been working full time here nice and awesome. we are growing almost month by month. Uh, new equipment, bigger equipment, bigger fermenters. Um, business is good, as far as I know. I'm not really on that end of the business. But, right, nothing but um, green. <laughs> but but as as far as I see, you know, beers sure. being consumed. Sure. So that that's a good thing for us. Sure. Um, that's your end of the business. Yeah, that's put my end. Is, is <laughs> making the beer, put something so. out that people are going to drink, and then and the rest is you know on them. So mm-hmm. yeah, you're you're doing your job. Extremely well, right? Thank you. So you're you're the head brewer here at Lauderdale. Yes. Okay. I forgot to include that in the intro. It's all right. You know we don't rehearse this stuff. Yeah, I know. I'm amateur. amateur. I don't know how we still do this. <laughs> like we don't rehearse anything. <laughs> so, what kind of brought you in? You started off at at home brewing, correct? Correct. So, what kind of made you go from not home brewing to home brewing? Well, it was. I came from Connecticut, and I moved down here in 98, 99, somewhere around there. And at that time, Connecticut had a big microbrew burst. So you could get craft beer up there better than you can get it here now. So when I came down here, it was, it was hard to find a good craft beer. Couldn't even get Yingling at a bar. <sighs> exactly. And that's so, that still is. I mean, it's it's, not, it's still, gotten better, but it's still there. It's, it's still, still we're, we're behind the Florida's curve. always behind everybody. We're way <laughs> behind the curve. permanently on vacation. At least so, Yingling is available. Least, so right? when Yingling I came down right. here, I, I had a I, <laughs> a friend of mine who my wife works with, and really nice guy. He loved his craft beer, and we kind of got together and we would find little places that would sell some craft beer, and we would just sit around and drink it sure so we would critique it and i guess my wife got kind of fed up with that so <laughs> she got me the homebrew kit and literally said if you think you can do better Try. here go do it <laughs> that's awesome i so, dig it yeah i dig it yeah 
I like the gift, and then I like the like challenge. Yeah, like and the, it really like, was. Here's a gift. You're the best, but also do better. <laughs> <laughs> you like, want to critique? Do better than them. Yeah. I like it. Don't, it's a challenge. Don't, don't and be that, a critic. That shit feeds. Be the one doing it. Yeah, that you know? feeds Absolutely. people, man. Like that. That would drive me nuts if my if my wife told me like. You think you can do better? Do better. I'd be like, I'm, I'm gonna fucking do better then. You know, like you're that, damn right. One on top of it, she's not even a, a beer drinker. Oh, so then you got to even impress. So I have to drinker. make her. And have you gotten she, her into beer? Oh yeah, oh yeah. She she is that um, why the saison's so good? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, she likes uh, some of my stouts right. and um, malt yeah. woman. Yeah. Yeah. Love her already. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it's 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 the chocolate. Yeah, you know, uh, it's, it's the chocolate <laughs> thing. So that's cool. That most wives are like, you drink too much. You yeah, yeah, going, eh, don't you drink too much. Brewing uh, beer? Are you serious? You've gotten fat, but now it's like, yeah. hey, fat. Your wife fat was is like, cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> I got the dad bod right here. Dad bods are in. Yeah. All right. Well, your wife just like, why do you threw think I'm wearing a Hawaiian? <laughs> yeah, because you're skinny, Jeff. <laughs> your wife threw it at, and like that's something I've never heard before, like ever. Of you know a spouse, you know encouraging you to brew beer at the house, mm-hmm. and to you know if you think you can do better, do it. Yep, and that's the first time I've ever heard a story like that with all the breweries and brewers we've sat down with yep. and talked to, and whether they're home brewers or professional, like none of them are like, oh yeah, my wife just gave me a kit, and we're just like, do it, and it wasn't even really on my radar yeah. to to do it. You know, I didn't know anything about it. Learned as much as I could. And then I got to the point where, you know, I started in my kitchen and I got to the point where she doesn't even like the smell of the, the mash or the boil or anything. That's the best part, in my opinion. It's real pungent. I get it. I mean, I get it. It, it, it has it, an odor. It unless has you're, a, yeah, unless it, you're in a beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. If you're in beer, unless you're in beer, like that's a pungent smell. I go to a brewery side. Tequesta Brewing is one of them. You go in, it's a small place and they brew it all in the, in the tap room. And, mm-hmm. It's you smell it all the whole time you're there, whether they're brewing or not. Over the weekend they're not brewing and you, and you smell still, it every yeah. single time. But I love it because I'm into craft beer. Oh yeah, you know there's people who probably don't love it. You but know? it's a very distinct. It's very smell. distinct and mm-hmm. it's very pungent. It's very in your face and I can see it. Yeah. You know I can see why people would be offended by it. I think it's amazing. So so, so then she asked me, is there any way you can move this outside? And you're like, hell I was yeah. like, yes, I've done my research <laughs> hell on yeah, that, good. too. Yeah. I've so, already looked into it. Yeah. Bigger so, system, what? So for, for birthday, Christmas, whatever, anniversary, and she says, yeah, whatever, whatever <laughs> holiday it was, what, what do you want? Sunday. And I said, well, <laughs> I, I need a new mash tun, or I need a boil kettle, or I need a bigger burner, or I need something. And it was all just pieced together on stuff that, that I did research on and stuff sure. that I looked into yeah. and build my own system. God. And it came out to, before I came here, I was brewing 20 gallons a month. And I had a chest freezer, could uh, ferment about 40 gallons it's at like a time. The homebrew premium setup. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was, it really is. Yeah. And like people come over and they take pictures and, yeah. and, and see how it's set up. And then it's not just, you know, what you can buy, it's, it's what works for you, even at a brewery. It's what works for you in your space. And what you have and what you can work with and the money you have, too. Oh, yeah. So I was fortunate at that time. I was making quite a bit of money turning wrenches. So it was... <laughs> Not a bad deal. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. That's such a unique... I like, I like that story a lot. 
so unique yeah and, and different oh absolutely it's it's incredible it's different than anything we've heard from a head brewer yet, yeah yeah for know? sure yeah a lot of the times it's like oh i just got a bunch of investors and we just open a place yeah and, i was home brewing for like it. i was yeah. home brewing for years and then you know my stuff wasn't me. good so i just hired somebody and we've heard that we've heard we, that we have heard that we've heard i was a home brewer <laughs> for years and you know somebody found me and i decided to take over yeah you know but that's it, this is the first like true like we found we we found out something i love story like i didn't know i was homebrewing and then i right. found out i love it oh i i was in it feet first i mean i i did a lot of experimentation with hops at first because i just had the extract brewing yeah um i did a lot of hops and then when i went to all grain i started experimenting with grains and then i just finalized like all my recipes and i could reproduce almost with my eyes closed nice. and then i started experimenting with yeasts and that was mm-hmm. when it like really that took it in a whole nother direction <laughs> yeah so, that's like that's like doc brown mad scientist kind of stuff <laughs> you know so where would you say that you get your inspiration for your beers as far as like you know there's people who go culinary there's people who go beer styles there's people who go just you know i want to hit style perfectly where do you think your inspiration comes from for brewing I like to hit a classic style, um, whatever style it is, and try to brew it traditionally the way that they did. Um, we even go so far as use an RO system, and then we rebuild our water uh, to the water profile. Okay. Um, so we, we try to build it everything from the water up, and and then if we come out with a good beer, sometimes we'll treat it. Mm-hmm. You know, cause right. you, you got to get bored with the same yeah. beers. Customers get bored with the same beers. I like my traditional classic styles is, is where I'm at. But I like doing some of that weird stuff. I, I like doing the treatments to beers. I like doing that kind of stuff. Like and and the feedback I mean, we get yeah. from the customers is, is... We like we like weird beers on this show, obviously. Yeah. Love weird beers. Yeah. yeah. No, I can tell that because you had... I've had a handful of your beers. Now we each did a flight, so we've had sample... A couple. A handful. Nine or ten of the beers, or eight or nine, or whatever it is, sure. but we've sampled a bunch of them. And, and stylistically, you're on point with what you're trying to do. So you're you're classically, what whatever the style is, you're trying to hit it, and you're doing a great job of doing that. Thank you. Um, and then you have that weird, you have those few weird beers that just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, break break the mold, and you go in and you do that coconut porter that is is phenomenal, and then you do that El Nino, that spicy. What what style? Uh, is La that? Nina. Yeah. La Nina. La Nina. Nina. Not El Nino. No, ah. La, La, La Nina. Nina. So, is like the El Nino's habanero. wife. The right. Habanero. Mango habanero is phenomenal. Is the base of that. El Nino? Nino is the base El Nino. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm sorry. I misspoke. <laughs> That's okay. La Nina all the time. <laughs> is very, is, it's good. It's spicy. And, and we know from the show that I love Ghostface Killer. I love spicy beers. And, and, you kind of broke the mold. You went out outside of what you would normally do as far as hitting style, and you went and did something different with it. Right. So, you 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 know, I, I was interested to see what you're you know what you brew based on and what you're trying to do and what you're trying to accomplish and and stylistically you're hitting it. So you're already doing a great job. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Um, what you what do you think separates? Because I like talking to you know microbreweries that maybe aren't as big as some of the giants here in, in, in Florida, right? Like right. the Three Daughters, Cigar City, Funky Buddhas, right? So what do you think makes Lauder Ale 
different than maybe those bigger names, those more popular names? Well, I think even with a with a smaller brewery uh, versus a bigger one, you get more of that handcrafted thing, and, and there's nothing wrong with going bigger. I mean, we everybody always wants to You're go gonna bigger. Get their we want, everybody wants to go bigger, right? <laughs> yeah. you know, but, I, but I think you get that. Um, like here we, we actually turn valves, and you know the, the beer comes out different. If one day my hand is a little heavy, you know, I, I can actually lose some ABV. Sure. Um, everything is done by hand. So I, I think you get that. It's, a, it's almost like grandma's cooking versus Stouffer's. You know, you can get the same two lasagnas next to each other, but grandma's is always going to be better. Yeah, the best. Um, well, it, it just has that, that, that home kind of feel to it. It's not always better. It's just always that home feel to it that's what i think craft beer is really is it should be about is is that you know it's done by your neighbor who lives down the street at the brewery down the street he's there sweating working 10 hours a day Mm -hmm. pulling this you know transferring this to that like you know kegging it whatever and and a lot of stuff is very is very automated which has its own benefit has its own true positive to it but like there's like you like you just said like grandma's cooking to to stouffer's like there's something different about it being hand done than being automated. And I think that having it hand done is more respectable for me than having a machine do it. And like, to me, that's what craft beer is more means more to me is that I meet the guy, you who, and you know, your, your assistant brewer who actually are there sweating, standing in 110 degree, you know, weather, turning this, adding this, do it all by hand instead of just putting it in the machine, and the machine does it the exact same way every single time. Right. Every single time. That right. that is one thing. If the home brewers know it, it's getting repeatability out of your beers, home brewing. So when we came here, it was I had to learn a new system, a one barrel system, and now a three barrel system. So it was trying to repeat that same flavor over every and over single and over. time without every a machine. Day. Every day, yeah. every time we do it. And that's an art in itself. Sometimes it's we would, sometimes we don't brew a beer for six months, so it's like, well, do I remember how to do this? But right. as long as you keep your processes pretty much the same from beer to beer, yeah, um, then then everything should come. I think out. that's a talent in itself is being able to repeat that over and over yeah. and over again, gain that consistency, and not having to rely on a computer to do it for you. So, anything else anyone wants to say? No, I mean it's it's tough. It's tough when it's everything nowadays. I mean. I sit at Wob and I'm in the kitchen and I can't turn the dishwasher on because my thumbprint isn't hot enough to hit the push button instead of an actual button. You know, everything's <laughs> automated. It has to actually register that there's a th- it's touch screen. So Is it's that like really? Oh yeah, dude, I have, you I've never used I hit the I hit the fucking button like 10 times and it doesn't turn on. <laughs> it's you know, uh, but it's it, it, he, has, he has a biometric and, uh, uh, dishwasher. And, and you have so, a so if you go dude, up and you try to turn his on, it won't turn on. We're talking about like I, <laughs> iPhones with this isn't Jeff. <laughs> iPhones with thumbprints. You know, please like, back away dude, from the dishwasher. Of course, yeah. of course, there's a Stop billion the things that make things streamlined, but does it make it better or does it make it streamlined? True. You know, um, I love I love home cooked food. I love the fact that. Your beer maybe doesn't taste exactly the same every time you come in. And that's, and you know what? Like, repeatability is very important. I've tried a handful of home brews um, where I've questioned the repeatability of the recipe because mm-hmm. there's some things that just are too, too, you know, too different depth, temperatures. Too can di- go you up. know, 
ABVs can Every, go there's up. There's so many things um, that can change. And alphas on the on the bitterness can go up. There's been insane complex homebrews that I've tried, and I'm like, how complex can you actually make a homebrew repeatedly? You know, and and I've tried those things, and I've said. I don't know if this is a repeatable recipe or not. And there's been times where the homebrew is like, oh, it's absolutely repeatable. We could do this a hundred times. Or there's been times where like, you know, we struck gold and we, we hit it where we, but to do that on a production level and try to make your beers hit every time is very challenging, especially when you can't measure out with a digital, everything, mm-hmm. a digital scale, digital malt build. I mean, nowadays everybody's just pushing buttons and the, the malt falls in and we got the right malt and now we got this and it's like it's hard same to build volume of water right same exact temperature of water and water i mean, I mean water in florida creates its own you know its own challenges we have very hard water it i think it plays very well to dark beers personally that's mm-hmm. my opinion which is also funny um because we're in Florida, <laughs> Florida, notoriously, everybody wants to do IPAs and light summer beers, but I've always said and on the show multiple times, I think that Florida water plays to dark beers very well. That's at, at my house. I don't filter. I have a filter for my for my house, you know, water filter mm-hmm. system, but I don't treat. And it's funny you say that most of my darker beers, anything from red, brown, porter, stout, even to Belgians, they, they come out just way better. Way better than the IPAs. I don't know what it. I, I mean, it's that hard water, but that the mm-hmm. IPA it doesn't it doesn't play as well. It, no, it doesn't. It, it it there's something in the water that just takes away from the hop character. But when you're talking about on a brewery that doesn't have all the digital and all the crazy equipment to treat your own water is already a challenge. Sure. And then you're going to do that, and then you're going to take that water, and then you're going to do all the other things that you have to measure on your own. Mm-hmm. And try to repeat a beer over and over again with all those variables is very tough and and to do it well which you guys have been been doing and I've, we we've heard about you up in Orlando so you're clearly doing it very well wow. um yeah. you know it, it's tough and i you know you're doing a great job so thank you so uh, before we go into section 2 here anything Laurel has coming up that you want to kind of push out there any kind of expansions or, or festivals or any upcoming events that Lauderdale has in the future? Well, we have our two year anniversary on July 30th and it's open to the public. Uh, we also do a mug club. Um, so we get a, you can purchase a 20 ounce mug with your name on it. You get a t-shirt. I don't know pricing or anything like that. <laughs> um, but like anything that we have on the board, even if we serve it, uh, typically as a ten ounce. If you come in and you and you buy the mug, you can get that same beer in the twenty ounce mug for the same price as on the board. So mug club, kind of. yep. mug club yeah, 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 that's what it is. Mug club. Uh, we call it Captain's Club here. Nice. Uh, nice. Is that so. any day of the week? Uh, no, only on our anniversary. Oh, okay. okay. So that's available. Say, that's... And, I, and I think it's limited. <laughs> I would be real drunk every day. <laughs> but, but I think it's limited to the, uh, uh, the limited number of people. Sure. Limited number. Um, I think that's about it that's coming up right now. You guys are expanding, correct? Yes, we I know we, we might have touched on it on the show, but definitely in the, the Tory Turkestan that you're definitely expanding. Yes, uh, it's in the works to get, I believe, four more seven-barrel fermenters. Uh, we run a three-barrel brew house right now, so we're looking into pretty much double batching awesome. uh, almost every day. One of the things that we have is with an open brewery and tap room, we can't 
brew when we're open right now because our hoses run across the tap room. So we're looking into different ways to to run them through the back so we can actually brew when we're open. It's it's just one of the the growing things that we have here. For sure. So um, I showed you you guys where the brew house was and then where the fermenters were. So we have to (laughs) run a hose right across the tap room. 15 feet apart. (laughs) Yeah, we have to run a hose right across the tap room, so we don't want the bartenders tripping over hoses. Of course not. Stuff like that. Uh, Hot beer running uh, near customers and stuff like that. So. I mean, you guys, yeah, you have the the space to expand. It's just a matter of semantics of how you can make mm-hmm. it work. And, and it's going to be timing, mm-hmm. you know. And, and once we get this piece in, then we can go to the next one and then the next one. And then we can, you know, implement that plan. So Absolutely. So let's go into part two. We're going to try some of John's and Lauder Ale's more, I guess, uh, regular uh, core beers. Sure. Or some that you brew more often. Sure. So we're going to come back here in a second and try some of those. So welcome back to section two of the Lauderdale episode. We're going to do things a little bit differently. We got we got two flights here. We got eight Lauderdale beers we're all going to go through and talk about, and John will be describing them for you. So let's just jump into the first one here in part two. We got the El Nina here. La Nina. La Nina. It's been a long day, John. La Nina, the one that I talked about accidentally. Well, the La Nina is a mango habanero blonde. So Hot. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you said before. Why would you even try it again? You already have tried it. You didn't. Because I I needed my expert opinion. And by expert, I mean hot. hot. (laughs) Ooh, hot. H-A-W-T. Hot. So this is your mango habanero. Yep, it's a blonde beer blonde. base and with a mango habanero additive to it. So, and this is your number one seller? Second. Second. The number one would be coconut, coconut, porter. coconut which is coming up soon. So what kind of inspired you to do the La Nina? Well, I was uh, doing a homebrew competition where it was a spiced and or fruit. And you took another sip, too, didn't I did. You? I did. <laughs> yeah, I hate it, but I kind of like it. John, I'm not no <laughs> bitch, okay? I'm not no but bitch. But I'll go for it. <laughs> they ain't no bitch in my blood. They ain't no bitch in my blood. These colors don't run. <laughs> so it was a spiced and or fruit beer competition, and I couldn't really think of what I really wanted to do. And I actually had a friend who was doing a um, mango habanero uh, buffalo wing competition thing, nice. you know, where, where if you eat them, eat 10 of them in 30 minutes, get your picture on the wall or whatever. And I watched him with the, with the tears and the snot coming out and everything. Sounds like torture. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, dude, is that good? He goes, the first bite was awesome. He this goes, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> that, it was, it was yeah. horrible, but it just kind of like got me going on, uh, on that kind of train of thought that, you know, I could dial down the spice. Maybe not enough for you. That's okay. But uh, I'm a, I know I'm a minority. <laughs> Mike could, could be eating banana peppers and he'd be crying. That too <laughs> even even black pepper is a little too hot. Yeah, for it's him, a right? little too yeah. hot. The problem I would never little, eat little, banana little peppers too. anyway. They're delicious. They're awesome. Why wouldn't you? They're amazing. I put that shit on my pub sub. Like I, I said, I'm, I know everything. I'm a minority in this, and that's okay. Put that shit on pizza. Oh my god, get out of here. Well, I mean, in this room, it's actually two. 
I, I'm with you on that, man. Thank you, David. <laughs> so we're minorities. We're, we're minorities. We're I'm a united two, front against Mike. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but it was it was one of those things where I'd come up with the the additive, and then we were looking to to do additives to our beer. So Absolutely. they they asked me to bring it in, and we tried it on the blonde, and it just kind of it worked. Hit. Yeah, it works. It's yeah. hot. It works yeah. real good. Yeah. It's got a nice like back burn. It's delicious it's definitely juicy when you try it you get that juice of the mango and then it kind of finishes hot Mm -hmm. which if that's your thing that's your thing it it turns out well the hot is like yeah it's not up front i mean you get it up front not but it's not like spicy up front it's like you get the pepper right and then you drink it it's sweet and then it finishes pretty spicy leaves a little burn a little burn yeah which is good because that's what you're expecting you should be expecting a little anybody the thing this is the big thing about pepper beers, and this is what I, I everybody always goes off and like. I don't like pepper beers because they taste they're too hot. Whatever. If you order a pepper beer, expect it to be hot. Well, like, at least expect some it heat. to be hot. Like that's what you're ordering. Heat. But we, we have people that come in and that's all that they drink all day. It's great. I think it's good. It's because I expected it to be hot. It's good if you're if that's your style. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get what you're you're, you're you know you're ordering. You're gonna get yeah. the mango. You're gonna get the the. the pepper spice but burn. as far as i know it's not burn your lips sure make you tear agree. i agree you know, yeah. i agree with not you. that kind of hot space where you can't or really chilies where you can't even drink a whole bottle i drink well, 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 you can't tonight. finish that that beer yeah. you know 90 percent of the people won't be able to finish that super i'm a weird i'm a weird 10 percenter i guess because i i love ghost face killer i drink it out of the bottle it's ghost face killer killer whatever but rookie as I was saying, I've been to Twisted Pine Brewing, and I've seen on the wall the like the wing the wing style like the hot wing style competition pictures of people trying to chug Ghostface Killer at 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 Twisted Pine. That's disgusting. There's people in tears, red face, like dying. That, that would be me. That's that would be <laughs> me. I, I, I like and that's some the wall heat, of success. It's just how you look at it, I guess. The wall of failure doesn't exist. The wall; those are the people who actually did it, and they're like on the wall with crying and blood, and like they're fucking ready to die. They're they're like bloodshot faces. They look like they're gonna die. Like their eyes are all red and shit. And I'm like, liquid just pouring out of every orifice. Are they sweating or they crying? You can't tell. And I'm like, I'm like, do you guys have a? Meanwhile, I'm like, do you have a limit on Ghostface Killer? (laughs) <laughs> and they're like, no. And I'm like, can I get like a 12 pack? <laughs> I literally took 12 home with me and I went to a party and I ripped the labels off and put it in a koozie and I walked around with it and I was Wait drinking for somebody it. To I was take drinking it, it and somebody goes, hey, what are you drinking? I'm like, dude, this great fucking beer. You got to try it. And I hand it to him. I don't tell him anything about it. And they take a big swig and they're just crying and upset because it's like <laughs> habanero peppers in their face. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, sorry. I guess you can't handle it. Oh, it's a great beer, though, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't taste anything. I can't see. I can't there was, smell. There was multiple parties where I drank two or three of those in one night. And I think they're delicious. I'm the only one, though. And I know that. And I'm a big minority in that. But I love Ghostface Killer. I think it's actually a good beer. I also cook with it. But I think it's a good beer on its own. <laughs> Cooking with it sounds delicious, though. <laughs> All right. So after that epic tale. All right. Thank you, Jeff. Back to we real have, uh, life. Beer two here is the brown. John, which one is is that one? That's our Bush Brown. Bush Brown. It's uh, English Brown. Don't mind me, guys. It's a little on the uh, semi-sweet, 
nutty brown. Don't take this as an insult because it's not meant to be. Reminds me of, of like a Yingling or Newcastle. Really? I, to I where I, I wouldn't. I would say more. It's very light. Newcastle is an English style brown. You get kind of like that brownish. I wouldn't say Yingling. You know, nuttiness. I wish Mike to didn't it. backwash mm-hmm. into it before we all tried it. <laughs> <laughs> this what this episode is turning into, Jeff. <laughs> I, I honestly enjoy it. You got that that nice malt sweetness on the back end, yeah. but I wouldn't say Yingling as far as that. No, part. Newcastle. Newcastle I, for sure. I thought Newcastle didn't have as much malts. Yeah, Newcastle doesn't have as much flavor. Newcastle is right. a much milder, much much. Let's, more let's go right. back. It reminds me of a Newcastle. Okay, okay. That, that's fine. We'll say that. We'll he say did say that originally. I did say that yeah. originally. But like, so like a brown ale reminds you of that. I, correct, I, I correct. think I do beg to differ on that. But honestly, it's, okay. honestly, it's meant to be a compliment. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's All right. To be a compliment. <laughs> honestly, it's delicious. Yeah. I actually really that was, those are one of the ones I didn't try yet. So it's that's a, a, it's a truly like European or English or, or whatever style of brown ale because like m- we've talked about Maduro. Maduro is a great brown ale, but. It's this is like an actual real style of brown ale. This hits style perfectly, and that's that's um, one of the ones I I love my stouts and porters and stuff. But in the summertime, well, we talked about yeah, dark beers. Summertime, they're a little a too heavy sometimes. Sure. That one holds me over until it gets a little cooler, either at night or yeah. when oh, the I'll, season turns a little. Cooler. I will crush <laughs> like a ten percent imperial stout in a hundred degrees. I did it earlier today. I mean, I do it. But <laughs> I do it, but it, but it's not always the best thing. That's really do. good. That, I, that actually holds me over. That brown ale. That brown is really good. It's pretty spot on. That hits style perfectly, and it hits it because you said an English style brown ale, and it hits it perfectly. It's dry, sweet, every everything you expect in a brown ale. Still light, still approachable, and he's very drinkable, but, but still good. with that very chocolate drinkable. and caramel. Yeah, that caramel, that caramel comes through in the finish. Yeah. That's, that's what holds me over until mm-hmm. I can get a, a good porter or stout. <laughs> until you get something to where it fits the the time of the the, the, yeah, the temperature. See, my, or, sure. My thing is, I love stouts or imperial stouts when they're warm. So like, oh, I like to uh, drink my beers. Uh, warm a hot also. day makes my beer a little bit easier to drink mm-hmm. to me. Because it's like it'll make it it'll make it hotter in like six minutes instead of twenty. Yep. <laughs> so. so the next one we have up here, number three in, in section two, is the coconut porter. Oof. Yeah, that was nice. So and, and good. No, I don't best. need to say anything else. That those is our best just, seller. Yeah. <laughs> those two. Are, oh, we didn't even. <laughs> oh. the, the I mean, we we like, officially oh. didn't try it yet, but we've already had this, and it's amazing. I mean, you get nothing but coconut. The nose is phenomenal. It's fantastic. The nose is amazing. Like, that's one of the best coconut porter aromas that I've probably ever smelled. You can hold like a foot away. That's up there That's up there with yeah. like last snow as far as a coconut aroma and nose sure, uh, absolutely. On, on a beer. For yeah. sure. And we yeah. were just at Funky Buddha. And I'll tell you that this was – this is up there with that. Like this is it's as not part. good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You get a little bit of chalk, a little bit of roast. Great. Creaminess. The coconut comes through perfectly and it's not – Super roasted, but it's not super artificial. It's like right. very real coconut right. and good. The nose is incredible. That's probably my probably my top ear here, is the coconut porter. I mean, you get it on the nose; it's potent, but not overwhelming. You want any, Dave? And and just just honestly, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Okay, it's all good. But no, on on. Those damn fries! Loaded fries! Oh my god! Uh, honestly, on the nose, 
It's amazing. You don't even, you don't even have to put it up to your nose, and you can smell it from like you're just pulling it in and. Oh, so it's amazing. it's a five out of five on the nose. Yeah. Like it's perfect. And then and then when you taste it, I mean, I'd give it up there in the fives area. You know, somewhere yeah. around there, it, it hits it hits what exactly you're marketing it as. It's a coconut porter, and it tastes exactly like that. Exactly what it is. The coconut's sure. amazing in it. Like, it's great. It's great. And you didn't get it with that artificial coconut, and I hate that artificial coconut flavor. That suntan lotion. That mm-hmm. fucking right. Right. Who knows what it is. That that smell that Dave loves that I yeah. hate. Yeah. That, like I don't know what suntan lotion tastes like, but the second I smell it, and I can't even give you like a description of it. That smell, that smells like you're drinking fucking suntan lotion. You're like, okay, that's not it. That's not the beer. That's not, that's not the for. beer. Not Here he comes. If we recall, I didn't like the smell either. Of that you one in particular. That beer. The I was beer, drunk as fuck, so don't ask me. I could drink the beer, I said. I did not want to smell the beer. Passing I could drink it. Fair enough. I'm so, not throw him under the bus. He did say that. But beer that, num- that coconut is, is awesome. Uh, my second favorite beer here. Near so and dear to my heart. One and two for you? What? what? Yeah, we're doing one and two right now. Coconut's number one. This was number two. One of uh, my favorite shows on TV of all time. I know John's a big fan oh, of, of this of one. This one. Great. Oh, yeah. Tell us what this is, John. This is a Hefeweizen named Heisenberg. <gasps> <laughs> Enough said. Mike right? thinks Heisenberg. it's the best show on TV. No, second best show on TV. Second best. <laughs> what was the number one? Sons of Anarchy is the best show on TV. <laughs> You're an idiot. Was on TV. Well, I was going to say it was. You're the one that's bitching about. I'm not even getting into this. This is about Law Ale and not of House of Cards. Thrones <laughs> and then Vikings. And then I'll give you Sons of Anarchy after that. I mean, it's, it's such a strong banana flavor. It's light, super refreshing. It's it's really fantastic. I hate Hefeweizens because of the clove, and that is all banana with like just a dash of clove, just to just touch. to give it kind of like that spiciness. To mm-hmm. it. Yeah, That's we fantastic. spoke about it earlier. I think it's a, an American style Hefeweizen. It's it's but it hits perfectly for that style. Um, the traditional German has a lot more clove than this, right. which is yeah. which is unappealing to most American palates, which is why, you know, Floridian doesn't have that clove. That's why a lot of, you know, Florida or American Hefeweizens don't have that clove in there. It's just an unappealing flavor. It's very, like, pungent. It's very on your tongue. It's in the back of your throat. Mm-hmm. It's, and so it sticks with you, too. It sticks with you for the yeah. entire beer and then probably half of the, the half next, of the next one. At do. least half. So, <laughs> at least. Um, you know, it, it, it eliminates a lot of that clove kind of I don't know, lingering flavor, and it gets a ton of the banana and a natural banana that not that flavored bullshit banana. And, and it, yeah, it, that's a sure. that's a banana from the yeast, not and it, an yeah, additive. Exactly, yeah. and and that's it, straight malt hops. It hits style. Yeast. It hits that perfectly style, hits style perfectly yeah. for what we're looking for. And and I said on a previous episode that wraps uh, that wrap brewing up in St. Pete as a great Hefeweizen. And this is very similar to it, and so is MIA with Miami Vice. They have a great Hefeweizen as well. Um, but they hit they hit perfect style for what mm-hmm. American palate is. And, yeah, and, with and, the and banana, it's, it's still kind of a broad style. you get a little bit oh, of the yeah. clove you out, know, but you so, keep it so you unfiltered, and you keep it summer, you keep mm-hmm. it light. But it has just all the flavor that you need. And great. it's a great beer. Thank you. It's fantastic. Well, also, also, Just ends. like Breaking Bad. 
<laughs> also, the name yeah. Yeah, the, p- puts it up a little higher for you. Right? Heisenberg Hefe. Just name all your beers after Breaking Bad. Do yeah. it. <laughs> Do I it. Want, we'll get I want the Jesse, here, right? quote unquote, bitch, whatever. Oh, no. We, we no, actually, we actually make it. We, we actually Baltic made a, a, a Jay Pinkman Pale Ale. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you call that bitch? Just, <laughs> just <laughs> Bitch. Yo, bitch. Jesse said bitch. We, we more, were, that was half of his lines. We, we were going to call it Yo, Mr. White's Wit, but it just ended up being, you know, Mr. White's Wit. Mr. White's Wit. <laughs> Yo, Mr. Yo, White. Mr. White. I dig it. I dig Yo, it. Yo, Mr. White. Bitch. Listen, bitch. <laughs> what a captain. No, we'll get into that another time. Everything you said was bitch afterwards. Whatever, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so this is part two. We're going to take a short break and go into part three. We're going to try four more beers here from Lauder Ale. And we're back for part three of the Lauder Ale episode. We got four more beers, guys. It's a really long can, break. Can I had you, to can pee you guys, everything. I can you guys, it. you need to pee? Yeah. I don't care. So, <laughs> edit that out. <laughs> no, I'm going to leave it in. I'm edit that it. out, man. Leave it in. Let me ask you to edit it out so that you can't. How Just bad? Don't. From one to ten. What? You have to pee. Me? Yeah. Six. You can wait. Yeah, All right. can, it, it, it can you can wait. wait. You can wait. We're can gonna wait. go through this fast. Yeah. We'll make it so, right. John, what we got? Number one here of the uh, the last flight here, which your flight paddles are fucking awesome. Yeah, they're so cool. Thank you. They're very <laughs> cool. They were locally designed. Um, friend of the brewery said, "Hey, I can, I can make those for you." You know, they're, I'm gonna take uh, a picture. They're little propellers. I already took a picture. Did you? Well, you can take another. Okay. I took mine's right. on Snapchat, so it's already gone. So it's already gone. <laughs> it's already gone. So what, John? What do we have uh, for number one here? We have our Monkey Road Red. Um, it's a Irish Red, and actually, when we brewed it, we tasted it after fermenting, and we said, "Yeah, we made it red. Let's do something different." So we dry hopped it with some Simcoe. And gave it that nose to it, that um, almost red IPA kind of taste to it. <laughs> Jeff loves red IPAs. <laughs> but as far as the IBUs, it's still counted as about 16 IBUs. That low? That low. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but the dry, hop, right, the, 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 the dry hop. The dry hop actually brings out quite a bit of it. <laughs> So wouldn't and, and this is just me being me, but this wouldn't be a big request, but it probably wouldn't be too hard to tweak this to make it an imperial red. Imperial reds need to come back. But <laughs> I haven't tried it yet, for the record. We'll, so. we'll like good night, good night. Yeah, any like any uh, any yeah. imperial any red. imperial red. Like I, Mission I like Carrick is one of like my favorite beers, and it comes out never. But just Imperial, <laughs> which is nice. Imperial yeah. Reds are just an in, in, insanely underutilized style, and it is. Well, they get they get too Americanized, where they're they're extra hoppy, and they're not. Well, they're like they're, a, they're, 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 they're almost like a red double IPA, which right. I'm like okay with because I like double IPAs and I like sure. reds. So, right. But I do like reds for the record. So let me try it before I, you guys can continue talking. Right. So the reason it. why I like that is exactly what I just said. It's not like a lot of red ales are very hop hoppy. They, they tend to, oh, this is a red ale. We're America. We're just going to add a whole bunch of hops. And it tastes just like an IPA. That one is very balanced. You get a little bit of a little bit of hop in kind of like the middle, but like the caramel from it kind of really smooths it out to where it's like 
you drink it, it's smooth, you get the quick hot burst, and then it's, it mellows out again. Well, it's, it's brewed as a traditional Irish red, and that's and what then dry hopped. Yeah. So yeah, you're not yeah, getting you're, so you're it's not getting sweet. all that bitterness it's in the boil. It's sweet in the finish. Yeah. yeah. You, you get you get the hop forward on the nose, and that's and then and then you get the malt, yeah. and then the, the hop finish. You, you just yeah. dry hopped it. You didn't actually brew it with like extra hops in the boil or anything. No, we we brewed it as a traditional Irish red, which right, is a very hopped low hopped, it. right? Low hopped beer, and then dry hopped. So that's it. why the nose is very the pungent, nose is very very high. in your face, mm-hmm. not floral, but like savory it's like uh it's a it's a good nose but um and then it hits with that that caramelly and that sweet finish and it, it's it's a good irish red for sure to me that's what irish red should be oh absolutely this is what a good craft irish red should be Correct. this is like when you get other irish reds like smittix and other things that are mainstream and, and underproduced or overproduced and undermade i guess it, this isn't this is a great one. This is this actually hits yeah. what the style is supposed to be. Thank yeah, you. That's that's exceptional for sure. So number two, I have no idea what that the hell that even says. We have our Gulfstream Cream. Okay, <laughs> that makes sense. That though. says Creole. <laughs> cream. I couldn't read the handwriting, but it so is. I I had this before and preface. I really like it. Preface. I'm just gonna tell you. I'm it's super light. What style is this? It's a cream ale. Cream ale. Like what I really like about lauder ale so far is like most of your beers, a good portion, maybe not all of them, but a good portion are like really light and refreshing. And being in South Florida, like the heat and everything, like you're getting not only the light, it's refreshing, but you're getting a lot of flavor too. Right. And you're not getting overly hopped to where you're sweating, your mouth's dry. You're not getting a boozy beer that's going to make you, you know, black out before you leave the brewery. So like... Everything that we've had here so far is really not only hitting on style, but like fits the area that you're in, if that makes sense. No, I understand no. that. But, yeah. but it's also we're taking these from all over the world. Yeah. Where we're taking different styles from all over the world. You get your brown from England, uh, Porter, England, uh, Hefeweizen from Germany, uh, the red from Ireland. Cream is is a pretty much an American style. Right. Uh, the saison is a uh, Belgian, which we're going to get into. Right. You know, so it's not just American IPAs or American beers. We're we're trying to do stuff from, from all yeah. over. Yeah. Staying true to that style mm-hmm. and then just right. adding a little maybe a twist occasionally. Yeah, it's an additive. Yeah. You know, if it doesn't hit very well, maybe we'll we'll try something on it or with it, like with the red. Yeah, um, we, we just tried the the dry hop because when yeah. we tasted it, it was, oh, it's a red, right? Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. and like How you know, unless somebody's well, coming in specifically for a red ale, you're really not going to. That's like what I'm thinking. That person does not exist. I mean, when I see a red on the, on the board, because you don't see them that much, right? You just but see for a red, me, I'm like, oh, let me try the red, right? Like I'm in, I'm in like the retail section of 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 craft beer where I'm not brewing and I only get what is available to me. And I, I will tell you right now, there is n- not that many consumers that are looking for a stylistically perfect beer True. unless they're going to a craft brewery. But I'll tell you that there is a huge proportion of craft beer enthusiasts who go to a brewery just because they're stylistically perfect, oh, yeah, which for sure the, that. the yep. disconnect doesn't make sense to me, but it exists. Absolutely. And it's, it's super weird because like, 
this, you know, like a, a, like you said, a red ale being just a red ale, that beer would kill it in a brewery because somebody would come in and go, wow, that beer is a perfect mm-hmm. red ale. But if it was on sale at WOM and, and no, no one would no buy one it, would, no one everyone, would buy it. do it, they would just everyone they would be like, oh, over. red ale, it's a red ale. Cool red ale, whatever red ales or red yeah. ales, you know. It, it, and that, it's, that it's not, I like, like ciders, but like that, exa- <laughs> and like I, I tried to make that sound as like pretentious as possible because that's exactly what it is. But there's like yeah. people who are like eh, red ales or red ales. <laughs> a, a, a brown is a brown. Give me the but, but thing that has really Reese's true. peanut butter cups in it. I like that, Gria. And, you know, and it's like, but it's like that. That's the battle because I used to do product at at a world of beer, and Darren still does product at a world of beer, and. The, the battle we fight is like, do you want to be stylistically perfect with great beer or do you want to be what are people going to buy? And and you well, made that well, as decision. as far as a retail, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you guys want to sell stuff that people are going to buy. Yeah. But you, you don't want to sell stuff that nobody's going to buy. Right. But you made a decision where you said this beer is good. It's stylistically perfect. But we want to make it something that someone wants, someone right. desires, somebody looks for. And that's honestly what you have to do now, nowadays in craft beers. You oh, have to say, you know, this beer hit style perfectly. Now, how can I make it appealing to the masses, to mm-hmm. everybody? Right. And you guys killed it with that red ale. I still have not tried the cream ale. I'm st- I've been <laughs> Too busy talking. Yeah. But no, it's okay. honestly, with, as far as like the red ale, red ales come out, most of, the, most of them turn into a core beer. But like the hardest thing with like when you were brought up brown ales, Mm-hmm. Right. That's a seasonal, technically, for us. Well, well, brown ale has uh, a, a very wide yeah. variety to them. They, they can be somewhat unflavorful with a little bit of nut, all the way to super nut. sweet put some nut with in. no nut in it. You know, and it, it's just that there, there's so much. I know, no, no. That wasn't meant to be funny either. <laughs> that wasn't even meant to be sexual. But, 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 but no nutty Lucky kind guy. of flavor. We're at a table full of dudes. Of course, it, it's going to be it, funny. All right, let's put some nut in it. He, he said, uh, he no said nut. nut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I mean, uh, most, uh, not most, but there are quite a few styles that, that can have that wide variety to them yeah. all the way from oh, sure. almost watery to almost blow your face off and yeah. it's still within style so you can be stylistic but what does somebody want there's like well, a handful your... of those styles well, well like like your brown ale awesome I, I awesome awesome i love it, that brown. well here's the old <laughs> brown ales i want to see year round and i would Florida, love to see we, we make it year round well and that's amazing because if you look at breweries, like we'll say, we'll say Bell's, like Bell's Brown, best Bell's brown. best brown is a really good you, beer. Though. It, great brown ale. You only see it seasonal. Well, a, a lot of it has to do with what sells, the exactly. space that you have available, yeah. and and the the product that you're trying to move, and what does move. Oh, I agree. So, I completely agree. Like, you know, I as as a brewer, as a brewer, I'd love to just brew the beers that I like, and who <laughs> we would all love sells. that, right? <laughs> if it doesn't sell, I'd I'll probably, sit around I'd and drink probably it. be here all day because I'll you, sit you around seem and to have drink a good palate. You know? <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> well, it's like Duck Rabbit. Hell, all, all they do is we specialize in dark dark beer. That's and fine. that's and what we do. I and will drink this every day. But but I like breweries that do that, that that stand up and say, This is what I'm going to do because this is what we stand behind. Yeah. Oh, either sure. either we like it or this is all we know or whatever it is. 
But I like that and just kind of bringing it out there and Absolutely, seeing yeah. who will actually buy it. And, and they sell it. I like Duck Rabbit. I think they sell more I, but, because they stand up for what they brew. Yeah, but yeah. you know what? I'll say this. I'll agree with that to an extent, but I'll also say that Lauder Ale brews so many styles, and they do them stylistically well, that you guys are, are very diverse in what and, you and, present. And that's, that's what we like to and do because so, we like it's not all like kinds of beer. So. It's not like you're standing up and saying, like, we're a German brewery, so we do German beers. You do every beer, and you do it well, and you do it – to the point that you want to be as close to style as, as possible. And then on the styles, you realize that there's a little leeway on what you can do. A little wiggle you room. You give it a little wiggle here. room. Mm-hmm. And there's a handful of styles that are like that. Barley wine. What What is a barley wine? Sure. Anybody know? We're all. You're a brewer. We're all craft beer people. I've drank it's, it's a thousand from, barley wines. From, 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 and it's what anything, is a barley wine? Anything, uh, right? Well, not light really. Light bodied, dark, bar, dark, super heavy, super light, 12% or 8%. They're all barley wines. There's no definition of a barley wine. Right. It's, so, it's kind of like a double IPA without double all IPA. the hops. Another without one. all the hops. Another one. and that's But that's another style. Double IPA can be up to 12%, 8%, super hoppy, dry hopped. Bitter, not bitter, sweet. The, there's well, so they're, much they're, they're lee, in, the, in the style guidelines, and they're you know? all within the style guidelines. So there's a handful of styles that give you a ton of leeway. That the, give the, the you ones the that opportunity the, the ones to that I make like, them your own. The ones that I like are something like um, uh, there's a style, um, a section called Belgian specialty, and it's something that doesn't so that's fit just into Belgian strong any, dark ale with some but no 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 Belgian but, but, it, but it doesn't yeah. fall into any other category. As far as a wit, single, For sure, triple, sure. quad, it doesn't fall into any just other. It, Belgian, just, whatever. It's basically yeah. uh, what was coming out was anything that you can brew with a Belgian yeast. That's so awesome. it was like a Belgian specialty category. Sure. I'm gonna do. Know? I'm gonna do Mike a favor right now and just. I'm gonna ask you. So Belgians, are they simple yet complex? The recipes are because simple, I want to give Mike yet, a real. I want to throw him a bone here because he's been getting heat for this for a long time. The recipes Just full of shit. I'll get heat for nothing. I'm always right. As as <laughs> as, as far as I, I said before, the the recipes can be very simplistic, but the taste is very complex. Where you get a lot of flavor off just the yeast itself. <sighs> All right. You hate being right, don't you? I love being right, Jeff. I walking around upstairs. Someone's on the ceiling. It sounds like they're going to fall what? through, right? I'm always uh, wrong. Setting up, oh, that's cool, man. I'm I, I love to get that on. And it always helps. sounds like somebody's falling through. You're like, I thought it was thunder again. <laughs> no, no that, that's oh! not, when, when, when you start to see, you know, some of the the uh, plaster come. You know, that that's when we have to leave. Like, oh shit, we're caving in! Oh my god. <laughs> All right, we got more beers. Let's we got go. more beer. We got two more beers. So the third beer here in part three is the Sizzler. Ooh, just now is it? Holy wow! Shit. I yeah. told you. Wow! Oh my God! Are they kicking the roof oh in? God. No, no, they're probably just walking around, like placing stuff. They're down. literally just yeah. walking. That's it. They're just walking. <laughs> Don't recording don't, here. Don't don't hit the broom up there because it will just fall. Mister Mister Heckles would be having a heart, a heart attack. So right the, now. the Sizzler is not the buffet, but it's the saison. Correct. Correct. It right here, it's amazing. It, it, it is. <laughs> Why are you get so upset that I said that? It's amazing, <laughs> everybody. Right here, it's amazing. Because <laughs> it's, it's so, so good. good. <laughs> I I I will say like I love saisons. 
Granted, Aileen loves Cezans, so I've grown to love them just as much. Oh, and... my God. <laughs> is, is, it, is the mics picking right, it up? Somebody, I hope so, yeah. Can somebody correct You can correct me. You're you're a well-established group. I might you be able to. You can correct me or, or agree so with humble. me, whatever. I have said on multiple episodes now that Cezanne is a traditionally sour style. And then, and then, I, it, but it's on the lowest end of sour. I wouldn't say sour. I would say sour. more of a wild yeast, like a farmhouse saison is a wild yeast, yeah. where you can pick up some funk flavors and maybe some sour notes, but it's not traditionally a sour beer. Okay, traditionally like that. As, lighter. As no, I, I know. I, I mean, know. I know it's on like if you're gonna rate sour beers, I would it, have it, said it, it have, was the lowest end of sour. It, it, it can have some it of could. that sour notes to it. I always grouped it in with with the sour style. Well, like a farmhouse saison is a wild yeast. Super. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's, it's literally it, a wild yeast, and and some of the ways that they did it was in the barrel in the in the farmhouse. Open fermentation, and, and from get, batch to batch, year to yep. year, they didn't know, and they just took whatever they had. So you can get some of that lactic acid, which would lean you towards that sour style, right? But most of most of it comes from like the lighter, I, obviously lighter bodied, easier drinking, lower alcohol initially, but also you get that funk. Like the reason why it's called farmhouse. I mean, sometimes you get that. Funkiness from it, yeah. You get that wild yeast. You get a wild yeast from like horse poop and shit. So (laughs) it's like I get it. Well, there's stuff that's floating around in the air if it's open fermentation. That damn spider. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Jolly Pumpkin with their spider, but at the same time. Honestly, oh my God. Are they no, having a fight upstairs? Real. <laughs> They're having a fight upstairs. There's a fucking WWE upstairs. There's like some MMA going on upstairs. Yeah. You know? I haven't watched WWE in like two weeks. I'm, I'm, I'm you're, you're, you're running it? for it. I'm you jiving? You jiving? Oh, shaking? This man, this man loves his WWE. I love my WWE. But, uh, my name's Jeff. Honestly, I love WWE. As far as the farmhouse goes. Yeah, yeah I kind of got out of that after I turned 13. So, you know. <laughs> Damn. Thank you. Damn. Whoa. John I'm got 20, some fire. I'm 27 and I still like it. So. I actually got out of it when I was 13, too. I got back into it You got it back into it? My name's Jeff. I love WWE. <laughs> honestly, so, so it's the second half of your, your 13 year old. It's the second half of my life. Right now. You get that funk. God. That little bit of funkiness to it. Which, I mean, the whole goal was to make it more drinkable. Lower oh, I mean, like, yeah, I'm a familiar. I'm familiar with what a farmhouse is. Are you sure? Yes, and and majority of them are approachable, and they're not sour. But I always group them in with the sour, just purely based on the fact that they're wild yeast. Yeah, and you're and, right. And they you're have right. the capability right. to be sour. But correct but yeast, and there is, are sour is, saisons. There are. You're right. You're right. Of Please. course. But so, but but a wild yeast is different than um, lactobacillus or uh, Brett. Oh, absolutely. Um, those are Brett bacterias, me, so, but but yes. those are bacterias that actually make it sour. Where the wild yeast is still a yeast that can give off some lactic acid. Yeah. Um. And 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 I understand where you're coming from. Where where it leans you to that sour, that lactic acid kind of taste to it. Um. And. But technically, it's not really right. a sour because well, it's not. I would I would say to me, bacteria. if somebody was like, I really love sours, I wouldn't have given them a saison. A, a no, it's, it's a little sweet. Like, I really want to get into sours. I would maybe start them start on a saison. 
and then move them into like an American Wild, and then move them into whatever the next you know from goes, that point from that a, point a they're goza, all pretty vinegar uh, vinegary yeah a, a goza is kind of like a half sour right. half beer but you know you have like you have your saison which is super approachable of a, of a wild yeast mm-hmm. very approachable i mean dark saisons are almost sweet almost caramely earthy and, we, we, and we just did our super our first three barrel batch of that one too. of a dark saison yeah, yeah. that's awesome that's yeah. really awesome. Nobody does dark saisons really anymore. Not really. Nice. Not really. <laughs> really uh, cool. uh, we we had experimented a couple of times with but, it. But, you know, you have your dark saison, you have your light saison, you have those styles that are, are wild yeast driven. They're, they have the capability of being a little sour, a little tart, a little. Mm-hmm. But then you have, you know, they're light. And then you can move into American Wild, which is a little salty, a little, a little tart. Mm-hmm. A little bit, little bit of vinegary, maybe a touch, and then yeah. you move into you know the actual sours. The actual sours, so, right? To me, I've always grouped saisons into sours, but I, I, I can I've see said it. it a handful of times, and people are always like, "They're not a sour style." It's, it's I, but I can see it because with the with the wild yeast, they can give off some lactic acid, which mm-hmm. is what you get off of a sour, is is that lactic acid. So I, I can see where you're coming from, but as far as the way that they're fermented. Then they're not really the same kind okay. of beer. Just tell me he's wrong. Just Jeff, tell me. you're wrong. I, I don't. I, mind. I can see where you're coming from as far as taste. I don't mind being wrong. I'm Saison, depending on the brewery, saisons can go into sour esque kind of yeah. style, and then they can kind of not also be in. into the sweet. Right. And that, that's another saisons style style that, or a double that, that is pretty a open. A double player in there. Tonally way. Right. Also, pretty much. Well, yeah, it really well, pretty much like the older the style, the the wider. The, the the scope of that style or the because, more American the brewery is yeah, yeah. but 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 you had so many different breweries for hundreds of years making this style so one yeah. from from one end even in one country one from one end of a country to another they're going to make it totally different oh, yeah. just because of their climate or their yeah. their ingredients or their yeast absolutely and their water too so yeah, hence with Germany with every city you go to yeah every every well Germany's yeah Mm -hmm. which is every city limit has has their their brewery Germany is super segmented in the way they brew beers and and German styles to me um, the American version of German styles are very similar but that's because that's only what we get and then I've had people have gone to Germany and been all over and who have said dude you get different beers in every town you go in yeah every single and and to me, like we get Tuger, we get Weinstefan, or we get you know the the mainstream German beers, the biggest ones, the ones that've been around the longest. But we don't. I, I went to Munich. Uh, I spent a week in Munich, and I tried every strong lager, every Hefeweizen they had. This was before I was into craft beer, and I just was going for whatever the high ABV beer was. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. What, what's your what, highest what, ABV? Hey, what tastes great? What do you the, like? The, this is what I want. Yeah, what do you like? And they're doing 32-ounce beer steins at 12% strong lagers. Yeah. You know? Like, oh, fuck. And I'm going to drink it. for real right now. How many beers did you have last night? I think just three. But I'll, <laughs> but I'll tell you right now that I had a friend who literally blacked out off of two beers. Yeah. And, and ran away from us, and we lost him in Munich. <laughs> and we had to call the Munich police to find him. Because, and, and we There's did. an American loose in Munich. And we did. Help us, help us. And we found him, and he got brought back to our hotel for us. He didn't even go to jail. They just brought him they back because Munich's stupid awesome. Stupid Americans. And they're like, these Americans are crazy. 
But this guy got blacked out off of two beers, but they were 32 ounce, 12 and a half percent strong sure. lagers. And, 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 and when you drink them, down, them both, he was putting them down right, like, like he, he would, them down, like, like a Bud and Light. And then we're going to the next bar and we're walking through, you know, the beer gardens. We're going to the yeah. courtyards. <laughs> and next thing you know, David's gone. Just running. <laughs> What What's happened? up, David? <laughs> and he's gone. He just got and, called out, and and he he ended up he was like getting in a scuff, like a fake scuffle with one of our friends, and he accidentally like cut his face on my buddy's belt buckle because they were wrestling. No, no, what was his face doing near your buddy's belt buckle? They were wrestling. Oh, they were wrestling. Oh, okay. Oh, oh was, public was it, was square. It, was it WWE style? <laughs> it was relatively WWE John style. Cena. <laughs> It was relatively WWE style, but they were wrestling with each other. They weren't happy with each other. They were joking around. He put him in a headlock. He tried to spin out, and he cut his face open on a belt buckle. Gave him the people's elbow. And he got all pissed off because he cut his face open. But this is a blacked out kid after two beers. Right. So, like, he's two beers in, and, Some like, David. none of us expected him to react like the way he like was. That. Yeah, he, he flipped a switch. And, and, and he yeah, got yeah. his face cut open. He had a little blood on his face. Oh, big deal. Who cares? And he, you're in Germany. And he goes, some dirt on he's it. like, yeah. "Fuck you guys, fuck all you, fuck this," and just ran away. And we're like, "All right, see you, see you, man." And then, and we thought he was coming back. <laughs> but he never came back. Genuinely thought like David's not dumb enough to run away in Munich when none of us have cell phones. <laughs> and he did. He just ran away. And we were in like a big beer garden square, or whatever. We went to every bar in that square, every bar, upstairs, downstairs. Have you seen an American with some blood on his face? <laughs> this is the guy no we're looking for. He ran away and disappeared. And it, six hours later, the Munich police just dropped him off at our hotel and was like, hey, we found him for you. Here you go. Here you Please go. take him out of take, our country. Take him, put him up in the hotel, let him sleep. You're good to go. And I'm like. Wow, American police probably would have beat this guy up. <laughs> I'm not taking that out. Or bleeping you. Sorry, Roger. We have one more beer. Sorry, Roger. We have one more beer, guys. We have the Mamba. The Mamba. I've oh, had the Mamba. Delicious. Break it down for me, John. What is this? So we have our, our Black Mamba. It's a foreign export stout. And this style, we did this one on Nitro. It's all nitrogen. There is no CO2 to it. So now that it's been sitting for a while, it might lose a little bit of that nitro character. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but th this is one that we took to Florida Best Beer Competition, and we got a gold medal for it. Honestly, it's great. That was That's on fantastic. CO2. That makes sense, though. On CO2. Oh, so on, you brought it initially on CO2. On CO2. On nitrogen, I think it's that much better. Um, well, every every dark beer is better on nitro. I believe, yeah. Every beer is everything, better on nitro. <laughs> uh, I disagree IPAs, with that. 95%. Are not. 95%. 95%. Don't attack me, guys. Any, any, anything from a, a brown and, and darker. darker and also a cream. To include a cream, dude. That juice to include a cream on nitro is you shut insane. your mouth. It's delicious. Uh, so oh, good. <laughs> yeah. When, once we start bringing that's the uh, California Cal Cali creamin. No, no, no it's South, uh, caramel south. cream. Oh, caramel yeah. cream. But Fantastic. On nitro, on nitro. And then occasionally like they bring a game in that, changer. That orange caramel cream. Oh my like, god. Oh. <laughs> what are you doing to me? Oh wait, it's only it's like six seven percent. Oh. Yo, it tastes like, oh my God, so good. But no, it but makes yeah, sense to me that this stout won awards because it, it hits style perfectly. It's very roasty, a little bit sweet. 
up front and then roasty in the finish, and it's sure it's a it's a stout. I mean, it's a perfect stout. Well, it's, we we weren't stout. the only one that entered that that you know style. Yeah. So right, it was, uh, it, it, was it was big for us. A lot of uh, there was twenty six entries. Holy shit! And the fact that you yeah. guys went CO two initially, but then eventually made it into the nitro. The nitro. Yeah, the nitro is honestly so smooth. Fucking but that was delicious. that that was that was a big day for us. How many awards have you guys won? That was the first. That was the first. Nice, yeah. pretty nice. That was, I think, the first competition that we entered as no commercial. Yeah. That must be nice. Like, the first, you know, competition you enter, you bring something home, you know? Yeah. Need and, you do something right. And, and what yeah. they told us beforehand was they said, uh, we, we want you guys to be up there. You have won a medal. And we said, well, what is it? And they said, well, we're not going to tell you until the day. So we didn't know <laughs> if it was. Well, well that, that's the thing. They want to announce it. It's their competition. Um, right. they, they don't want us a month ahead of time telling to everybody. No, like, no, yeah, yeah, because I mean, who can keep their mouth shut? You know, and right. it, when you get right. that, you're right, you're right. No one. Hey, guess what we got? Don't tell anybody. But this is what you know. After you've told fifty people, yeah. you know, don't tell anybody. Someone's gonna open up and tell. Oh my god, guess what they want? Oh exactly. God. Facebook it yeah, and everything. Twitter, you know, Instagram. yeah. So it, it was just nice. It, it was a great honor just to just to go up and and we had no like I said no idea what we had won sure. and I'm like even if we got tenth place I was like that would have been really cool uh, yeah, that know? participation trophy yeah yeah, yeah, yeah buddy <laughs> hey I got that dead ass last trophy in a golf tournament one time dead ass last huh and, what happened and it came with a trophy nice you still got a trophy it man it doesn't the, the, it don't matter half of an ass. <laughs> like dead ass last and I'm like hey I won something thanks for playing yeah. <laughs> see you next time our, our well no thanks for playing uh, we hope we don't see you <laughs> next time <laughs> you didn't win anything <laughs> you <Sorry. suck>. <laughs> <laughs> but no it, it was nice to go up there and, and um, I mean and then just to walk away with something like that sure. that's, just amazing. that's awesome oh, yeah. yeah it's hard to win those competitions there's so much good stuff out there. Absolutely. To, to, to even place and then not only place, but then take home, you know, first place is it like. Was, but also being a first blowing. time competition. First, yeah, your first time first entering time. is that's, just like. Mm-hmm. That's, that's I can't imagine. Yeah. Um, I, well, well, once we found out, it was like, oh, you got a medal. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, man. You know, whatever. you got the wrong guy. And I'm like, yeah, look, exactly. you look for John Cena. <laughs> But uh, like now, now we're gonna start doing uh, Great American. Oh, hell yeah! Oh, God, I, I hope mean, you, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah! You know, put out uh, like maybe the saison. Um, oh, you can cream, put out. You can put out that coconut porter, the Heisenberg, the brown. I mean, literally a good portion of that menu yeah. you can put out. And yeah, that, that's what we're gonna try to do. So, and do just, it, get, just get the hell name yeah. out there too. You know, yeah. so. So we're gonna and it's it, and and for a brewer, it's not always just about the accolades. You know, it, it's not about what a specific judge believes your beer is or what you told him it is sure. and, and they agree with you or whatever. It's it's the people that come in. It's the the, yeah. it's the, the, everyday, it's in, the everyday people. People that come yeah. in time and time again. And one of my favorite things is, is if we have a beer that falls off tap, say somebody's favorite beer is the La Nina, the Mango Habanero. Right. Falls off tap. And I'll see him like as I'm done working, like you said, you know, sweating all day and right. and, and doing all the stuff. And when I see them, they're like, "Hey, man, is La Nina back on tap?" And it's like, "Yep, we just kegged it today. It's back on tap." Yes, you made my day. 
And that right there makes my day. Makes oh, yeah. my week. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I just I can totally relate that to that. Guy's that's day. the service industry. That's what you, know? you do. And it's you know? like, he's like, oh, dude, oh, man, it's always so good. Or, you know what I mean? You know, compliments like that, that, that really, that's kind of what I do it for. Not. I mean, yeah, ex- I, it's the same way with us. Like, when someone comes up to me and says, hey, man, I just listened to your episode, whatever, and like, I really liked it. Like, it was so funny. Like, same mm-hmm. thing. Like, it made all the hours I put into it worth it even if it's just one person that's it if i had one person come up to me and say hey your celebrity grooms party episode was hilarious and i loved it made all that work bringing the equipment to wob recording it taking it home editing it up makes all worth it and and it it drives you and it drives you to to, the next one to to the next as good or better absolutely that's absolutely that's what we do it for I, well, I can totally art. relate to that. That's what art is. Yeah. That's what it is. I mean, you're you're doing art. Like that's what when you make a beer, that's art. You know, you're it's cooking, it's it's art brewing, and science. But it's art. You know? You're Or you're, chemistry. Art <laughs> science. You're taking, chemistry, biology. You're taking a lot of, of ingredients that other people have used. Everybody has used the same ingredients. Everyone. Mm-hmm. But you're taking them and making your own your your own recipe. You're making them your own beer. You're making them your own thing, and you're mm-hmm. you're putting that beer out and hoping other people like it. And that's what art is, you know. Right. And you're doing a yeah. good job with it because well, thank you. You're hitting yeah. style. You're which is hard to do. Hard to do. It really is. It's hard to do to hit style because America Americans have a, a skewed style. Mm-hmm. They have a skewed view of what style well, is. Well, hop. Exactly. Everything hop. Exactly. Hop. Mm-hmm. Hop hefevizes. If if, hop. if if there if there's not enough hops in hop it, throw Kolsch's. more. If hop. there's enough, throw some more. Yep. And and, and that's yeah. what I see on, on a lot of them. Um, and and we try not to do that. We we try to make it to a style. And and like I said, if there's something that we feel that that specific beer needs more of something, then we try to come up with it. Sure. That's right. it. Sure. You guys do a great job with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very happy we came here for you, sure. You're as as far as doing true to the style. I mean, that brown ale is – I'm glad that I was able to try it because that was one of the ones I didn't try on my flight. I'm, I tried it now in this in this section. Well, a, a, lot, of, a lot of people yeah. overlook it. You know, they, they just say, oh, it's ales. a brown. No. I don't really like browns or whatever. But it's one of – it's probably in my top five. It, it Absolutely. Easily. Yeah, I agree with you. My top five. My top five here, yeah. yeah. Hold you over until that stout season. Yeah, or or, or until I'm cool enough to drink yeah. a stout for that day. You know, doesn't well, always happen. But there's so many people come into World of Beer and they're like, I love, uh, you know, I love dark beers. And I'm like, what's a dark beer to you? Yingling, you know, that's not a dark beer, but right. it's a dark beer to them. So like, you know, brown ales are kind of fitting in that. They're they're not a dark beer, but they are a dark beer. They're but, but light, they're, they're, but they're, they're light on the, they're, they're light on the caramely, uh, nutty, and you know so that they're not as heavy as an oatmeal stout, right? You know what I mean? So you can get that that nice light mouth feel, but the same flavors exactly is, is yep. kind of the, the way I describe flavors, a brown chocolate, nutty, mm-hmm. caramely. Oh yeah. So I mean, you, you, the the brown ale is honestly the most impressive out of. I mean, I love all of them. Um, the Goza I thought was a was a great Goza, perfect Goza, Gozilla. Yeah, the Gozilla. It's a guava. It's a guava. In, Goza. Incredible Goza. Um, the obviously the the coconut porter was fantastic, um, but the brown ale was was the epitome of a brown ale. 
it was it hit it and then it was a little bit hoppy so it was it was right where what an american palate needs to be the the heisenberg is is fantastic a perfect hefeweizen nothing wrong with that as good as miami vice my as good as floridian from funky buddha i mean it's it's right up there it's a great you know american hefeweizen and and i mean honestly your beers hit style perfectly they do a great job so you're doing an amazing job here, and I'm really glad we came here because these yeah, beers are me in, too. insanely good. Uh, yeah, and and, and and wrapping things up here, I know we, we we've been a little bit on the longer side here, but I mean I'm I'm glad that we made the decision to come here. I know it was kind of last minute, but I want to thank you, John, for for being so accommodating to us and and being so welcoming and hospitable and and just just great. No, we try yeah, to do that for great, everybody man. who comes in here, um, you know, but thanks for coming in and seeing oh, us. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah. I mean, your beers are fantastic. I mean, I'm just going to be a broken record on, on with everyone on this table, man. We've been, I think, impressed, to say the least. Very oh, great. impressed. Yeah. yeah. You beers mean, are great. I, like, granted, I personally didn't, didn't know about Fort Lauderdale until I knew I was coming on this podcast. I'm glad I came because yeah. <laughs> honestly... It's one of those little hidden treasures. Yeah, it's uh, especially it's here. A hidden yeah. treasure. Especially yeah. here. I mean, I'm surprised. I'm I mean, really surprised you guys actually I mean, made it. We're so. all right. Me it's too. Totally <laughs> right by the airport, but great, great beer. Honestly, it's, it's the it's, diamond in the haystack. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. But it's, it, you know, it's it, it's it's like a great atmosphere too. It's not even like it's hidden. I mean, it's hidden. You have to go past the airport. You have to find it, but. Like the atmosphere is great, the beers are great, everything's great. People are real laid back. The tap room is nice. great. We we, we the take servers people as are they fantastic. Are. I mean, somebody can come in, you know, yeah. with uh, no sleeves and shorts, yeah. sit right down next to somebody who just got off a plane, sitting in a three piece suit. You know well, what I mean? And everybody's this, here yeah. for the same thing. You serve this to a bag in Hawaiian shirts, so yeah. you're good to go. <laughs> but 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 everybody's here for the same reason, and, and it's nice and relaxed. It's almost like going to to your buddy's garage. You know, yeah. the garage door yeah. open. It's, it's and really yeah. rare. It's it. very rare to to go to a brewery where the beers meet style, which sounds crazy. It sounds no, crazy it to say that that going to a brewery where you expect beers to at least be stylistically accurate, but that's rare. It's really rare. There's a lot of breweries now, and there, there was this whole big bubble of craft beers, you know, craft breweries opening up, and there's so many that don't hit style. And they don't even – they'll put out a Hefeweizen that tastes like a white wheat. But, they'll put but out the a white is, wheat that tastes like in a lager. But the thing you know, is, and when, when, you, when you open a brewery and, and you're not entering homebrew competitions or if you're not trying to enter competitions, because that's not what we're into. We're, we're not trying to go out and say we won all these medals or whatever. Yeah. You know, if we enter and we win something, that's great. But the thing is, once you open a brewery, you don't have to follow any kind of guideline. Not at the, all. the the only thing you really have to do is have your customers like your product. Right. That's it. Which My is brain. probably the reason that it's so rare to find a brewery that still does that might be, but stylistically I mean, well, you know, does beers stylistically I mean, well. Like the, the La Nina is our second best seller. What style would that be? <laughs> is, is it, it a fruit beer? Is it <laughs> what a spiced is it? beer? Yeah. Is it a you know what I mean? It yeah, doesn't really it? fit know, yeah. into a category. Right. But people dig it. Yeah. So my, my favorite that's that okay there's nothing did. wrong with that so yeah i mean going back to you know wrapping this show up man we just really appreciate you guys having us oh, and just being sure. so nice and no thanks for coming I know, down. I know it's it's could be sometimes a hassle having us schmucks at your brewery <laughs> not really included. no okay I not really all right 
I mean, you guys are great, man. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that we came down here. I'm glad that we tried your beers and like you guys are just doing everything right from your paddle boards to your brown ales, to your red ales, to your, your Hefeweizens. Everything is what you would expect. It exceeds it. Your award-winning beers speak for themselves. And it's a little kind of like off the beaten path brewery. So, I mean, you guys are doing a lot right. And yeah, find them, guys, for real. Like, yeah. look up Lauder Ale. Lauder Ale. I'll post Google, a link in the video. Google Maps finds it. You just yeah. have to trust it. You're going to go by the airport. But it's it's a hidden gem. It really is. It's it's a great brewery. Down in the Lauderdale area, go here because it's it's really good. Yeah, so feel free to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher on At The Bar Podcast. You got them all. You got, got them all. all. This and you guys gave me shit at Funky Buddha <laughs> for it, so well, fuck the, you. The, well, because the one you forgot was I know, it was the, the biggest you one. Missed the right, one. <laughs> I missed the biggest one. He's like, uh, all of them except YouTube. Uh, the oh, one that guys, we get 95% one, I, of our views. I forgot one. I said seven, there, and there's eight. All right. So anyway, yeah, guys, yeah, check us out. Check out Lauderdale. I'll post a link in the video in the description. Come by Fort Lauderdale if you're down south. I think one of the best South Florida breweries. Honestly, it big, not not big surprise because your reputation. Big surprise because I I heard of you, but where you're not in Orlando. But hidden gem for sure. You guys are fantastic, and everything you're doing is great. Keep doing what you're doing, and definitely come here, guys. If you come down to Fort Lauderdale. Yep. So, anything you want to say to our audience, John? Check out Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale, <laughs> right by the airport. Come check us out. Yeah, if you're if if you're uh, to your coming to Fort Lauderdale early for a flight, come check us well, out. Well, no, a, a lot of people do it. Um, they'll they'll you know drop off a rental car, come over here, Uber. Um, you know, if you're in the Fort Lauderdale airport area, um, block off like a couple of hours and come see us. Okay, your two year anniversary coming oh, yeah. up. Two year anniversary. Two year anniversary. I'm sure there's a lot more things coming down the pipe works that you guys are doing. Beers are plenty. Beers are plenty. All right. Thanks again for listening and watching, guys. And one last time for day one of our SoFlo summer tour. We'll see you at the bar. <laughs>